Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in today's episode, you're going to learn how to create opportunities for yourself that can turn into high paying gigs, the most powerful word that will help you better manage your time and hit the goals that actually matter. Enjoy. Got a great question here from Mr. John Caprani. John asks, if I'm already writing email copy for a retainer client and I see a hot offer in the market I think their list would like, are they going to be open to me creating custom affiliate swipes to mail for that offer on a performance basis? John, what's up, buddy? Let me caught John unawares. He's muted. The fire. I see the flame. <laughs> no, he's at the gym. He's at the gym. He's still out here. All right, we can rapid answer that one. Then that's cool. So, um... Let me look at it again here. Um, I mean, I think, well, I think the short answer is that they'd be open to it. I mean, it depends on the, the client, right? I mean, just really, but there's no harm in bringing it to them and being like, hey, you know, like I see this offer. I think your list would like it. Can I, you know, I can help you make some money and whatever, like maybe um, coming on it. Like I, I you know, it just depends on the offer owner and what their priority is. That's what I would say. I'm not sure if you agree, Amber, if you have anything to add to that. No. You're, yeah. You're the boss there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, but I will say, okay, just kidding. I'm just <laughs> I do the of same course. thing. I do that to yeah, Justin all the time. I'm yeah, like, no, but I'm, here's some things. Yeah, yeah, no, but, but here, yeah. Um, always customize your swipe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like always, you know, the, I think it's, it's lazy. Like, of course you want to like model off of the thing that's performing the best. So first and foremost, you want to ask people, you know, what email swipe copy is converting the best, of course. And, but then model it and kind of change it into your voice because um, it's going to have, you know, obviously just much better results in general. And especially around launches or contests, like, you know, it doesn't make any sense for everybody to grab the same email swipe copy, load it in their systems and everyone promote it all at once in a very short amount of time. I think that's one of the reasons why we ruin our deliverability and have so many issues with it. So one of them, right. So definitely customize the copy. Um, I don't know about, you know, someone came to me and were like, Hey, I noticed that your, you know, your keto resource swipes were fatigued, like, you know, I can do like, here's a sample that I just wrote for you. I'd be a lot better than we get these people all the time hitting us up. Hey, like, you know, I can write for, you know, swipe for you for, you know, $4,000. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I'd rather have, like, I'd rather have you show me like something that you can do for me and then say, Hey, if you want this, you know, here's how much it is. I'd be like, okay, that's a little bit different. Right. Like that would be better for, for us just as someone on the other side of it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Gurleen said, Stefan, you do a lot, a lot. How do you even remember every little thing that goes on? Have you ever forgotten a project is going on? This question goes out to both Amber and Ed as well. Well, Ed is gone. Um, but Amber, have you ever forgotten that a project is going on? Um, 
not a project. I don't forget that a project was going on. I have high anxiety, so I don't, I don't ever forget about a project. Um, but I will say that we've taken on too much, you know, as a company. It's one of the reasons why, you know, we've just been chopping and downsizing, um, you know, and I felt the need to do that for a long time. And then I lost someone really close to me last year to suicide. And it just like changed my perspective on everything. And I just stopped, you know, taking on so much. And what I realized is, um, you know, saying no is such a powerful tool. If it's not a resounding hell yes for me, and I don't really feel excited about the project, I'm just doing it for money. Like that's how I started doing stuff. And that's okay. If you're in that spot, like, yeah, you need to do that. You have to, there's no shortcutting that, right. It's great to like get an experience, but like when you have a ton of stuff going on, I think the main thing is, you know, getting really honest with yourself about what you can do and what you can do well. Right. And, and sorting that out and time managing it, however works for you, but also, um, you know, giving yourself some grace and space. Like you can always renegotiate stuff. That's one thing that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the ability to renegotiate what you've agreed to. I think the instinct is when you say yes to something, you have to keep it to that exact thing, exact frame. And that's not necessarily true. People are much more open. And I'm saying this because I'm doing it with experience. People are much more open to, to hearing, hey, you know what? I, when I said yes to this project, you know, I, this, my situation was different. Here's the new thing. And here's when I expect to like have it done. And, you know, is that like, okay, if it's not like, you know, what else can we do to make you whole? Just kind of renegotiating your agreements um, is also something that you can do. And I don't recommend it all the time because you do it enough times, you use an excuse, you're going to break a ton of trust and ruin and wreck your reputation, which is going to take a very long time to do. But, you know, this is something that you can do with honesty and, and clarity. And I'll tell you, like taking on too much is, is not great if you're not good at time management and if you're not established. You can take on more stuff when you're more established, yeah. really. Like Stefan, like, I mean, you have ownership in all these different companies, but you are established. You have been the CEO of multiple companies. You, you have a rhythm and a flow. You're, and, and, it's, and it's also like the idea of, of balance is kind of bullshit, right? Because you're not spending in a 24-hour period 4.5 hours on Copy Accelerator, 2.2 hours with you know, Cody. You're, you're balancing it all out in like a harmonious way. Yeah. Right. So you're like right now, copy accelerators next week. I bet a big bulk of your efforts right now this week are on copy accelerator. Right. Yeah. Like, and just knowing how to kind of navigate that flow. Right. And your personal life too. So that's a long way of, of saying, you know, just kind of, kind of looking at, you know, like, do you need to take on that much? Yeah. And, I mean, and, or go ahead. Sorry, Amber. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, and I think, you know, Justin and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. We did a kind of like an open call and, um, yeah, I still struggle with that sometimes of looking and being like, have I taken on too much? Are there certain things that I need to pull back on? Or sometimes there's things where even though I have a lot going on, I will kind of neglect certain things. And, but it's kind of intentional, right? It's not like I'm not being haphazard. I'm like, this is just not that important right now. So I'd love to work on this too, but I can't. So it's like, I'll come back to that when I have the time, you know, going back to like, yeah, with the copy accelerator event next week and all kinds of stuff going on, we just got like this really famous comedian for the VIP dinner for our full copy accelerator members. And like they were doing these other things and, and we're, all this stuff going on. Right. And, um, and I'm, I'm scram, you know, we're working on all kinds of how do we make this the best event, you know, virtual event that's ever been put on. And so even things like being interactive in Facebook groups, I'd like to be more interactive um, with people tagging me and Justin and stuff and talk copy. I'm trying to read the post, but it's like, I just don't have the time to go in and comment and engage right now. And, and I'm okay with that. Um, 
And then the other thing I do now at this stage of my, my life or career is like, I'm trying to look at things as, you know, where I can be like the investor. Right. So like, for example, um, I do want to create a whole company around freelancing. Um, but I'm like, I mar- I mapped out the whole kind of architecture for that. And I shared it with like key people on my team. But I was like, I want, I want to be clear about this. Like I can't write the copy for it. I can't make a lot of the decisions for it. I'm like, here's like the game plan. We need to get the right people in place. And like, I'm want to treat this like I am the investor in this company and not like the CEO. And so as you go through time, you can kind of, you know, differentiate those things. And I have the money and the capital to be able to do that because of like, you know, gain to where I've gotten. I wasn't able to do that earlier in my career. So that then enables me to do more things because I can look at it as the investor instead of as the CEO. Um, when you're trying to be like the CEO of five companies or 10 companies, like that never works. I mean, you know, there's like Elon Musk kind of does it, I guess, you know, a little bit and like, um, but there's very few people who can pull that off. So I think focus is, is a powerful thing early on. And then, um, yeah, over time you can kind of branch out a little bit more. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words, and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.